What would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Have you ever imagined a place in absolute harmony with nature? A hidden place where time stopped more than a hundred years ago. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. And today we're going on an adventure to a place called El Lugar in the very heart of the rainforest of Costa Rica. And our guide is Dr. David Cubis, international lawyer, real estate wizard, an entrepreneur, and an access consciousness facilitator. Warmly welcome. Hi, Katerina. And uh, David, what is Elugar? Elugar is a beautiful piece of land in the middle of the rainforest of Costa Rica, where Gary Douglas and Dane here are currently developing a hotel slash resort that has the idea of building and running a place in communion with nature rather than just building a hotel and trying to make the most money out of it it's more like a way to show real estate development companies architect and construction companies that there is a different way of building planning and actually also running a high-end resort where it is not required to abuse nature, torture nature when building it. We know Gary, there's this quote on the website where Gary says, Eligar is the beginning of teaching the world about the nurturance of the earth when you ask for contribution. It's one of those quotes that he has sometimes where it actually turns, you know, you're asking the earth for contribution in the nurturance then comes from the earth. So could you talk a little bit more about that and how you've experienced that? Well, it actually started with a conversation I had with with Gary Douglas about this project six years ago. And he, he told me that mankind is a guest on planet earth. And his point of view is that mankind should treat the land, nature kindly as you treat your host kindly when you come and visit and make sure that future generation, generations will be able to enjoy planet Earth the same way we do now. So it's a, it's a long-term thinking into future generations, keeping in mind what your current actions, the way you treat the planet, will create in the future and in the lifetime of our future generations. So how many years in the future would you say the choices are? Well, this goes 50, 100 years into the future. The next two, three generations will still benefit of how we started the project uh, 2016. How many years has this been in progress? Six years. And you've been there from the very beginning? Well, not from the very beginning. I mean, uh, the idea started, I think, 12 years ago. It took Gary Douglas and his team about three years to find the land. It 
can't just build it on any any piece of a piece of land that you find so finding the land was also an adventure and claudia cano she works also for for access consciousness found this beautiful piece of land it lies between two big national parks in the ecological corridor that goes from north to south america um, a very important location for nature for the birds for the entire ecosystem between North and South America. Um, so it's kind of a key position where nurturing it and being aware of what our actions and our choices actually create, the impact on the flora and fauna is, is essential if you, if you keep in mind what will the future generations experience when they come and visit. Well, so if you look back at the years you've been involved, could you tell me three things maybe three two three things that you've learned from working on this product that you didn't expect to learn well what i really learned is it doesn't make sense to try and plan everything ahead in detail things always show up in a different way especially when it comes to construction and development of a resort this is what everybody tries to do plan it out on paper and then kind of institute it on site. We did that in a complete different way. Elugar wasn't designed in an architect's office. It was designed at the property. Um, the architects had uh, two principles they had to follow through. Um, not a single tree can ever be cut during uh, the process of planning and building it. And no hill can ever be leveled off when we built the resort. So planning the location of the houses and the bungalows and all the main structures actually started on site and not in the office. It changed over time. The position of the houses actually follow the way the breeze come through. So it was a long process of, hey, you start where the land requires the house to be and not where you think it should be according to the plan according to the future operation of a hotel we had many discussions and many opinions that we're doing it wrong because you know the cleaning ladies have to drive so far and what about the room service the houses need to be closer together we said no to all of this because we really followed the landscape and the natural condition of the land and then we placed the houses so building actually has the least impact on the land and doesn't doesn't destroy or disturb how the land was actually being for the past, I don't know, a few hundred years. It also sounds like you're allowing every choice to create more awareness instead of the opposite. Like you're saying, when you're first trying to get all the awareness in place, you know, so you're actually allowing the choice to lead you. Exactly. It's this, you know what you want, okay? So you actually have this idea of what it should be. But mm -hmm. on the way there, you are flexible. You adjust as the land, the nature requires everything to be adjusted. So it kind of goes together. But you st we still always knew what we want to create. So it's just not planning and creating into, into nowhere land. So there was an idea, this is what we want. However, on the way there, there was total flexibility. So has this product changed you? Well, um, I actually found out it's way more fun and way, um, way more efficient if you 
stop trying to figure things out in detail. And especially, um, I'm a lawyer, okay? I do a lot of project <laughs> development and it was always required for me to have it all planned out and guaranteed and all, no risk taken. It's, it doesn't really work. I mean, you can force things into existence, but allowing th something to fold itself together is way kinder to, to everyone involved, to the project, to the people who work with you, to myself. It's just a very different way of, of looking into project development, project management, and creating whatever business idea you have. Allow it to fold itself together, know what you want, but don't be kind of, you know, don't try to stick to the plan. So has that changed the way you work with other things as well? Oh, yes, this is how I've been. I mean, if, if you find out that something works, you apply it to every other situation of your life. It applies to the way I run my law firm, how I be with my friends and family, with everything. It's just, it's a way of, of living, of being, um, where, where you don't put yourself under pressure that much anymore, where you do trust that things will work out. So you've chosen to have private investors from all over the world involved in this project. So what's that like and what has it contributed? If you have investors from all over the world, and we really have investors from New Zealand, Australia, China, Brazil, Mexico, Europe, Africa, from everywhere. So they all know what we are doing. They talk to their friends. Um, they are excited about how different we are doing it. So by allowing investors to be part of it, we kind of started our own promotion without needing an agency that does promotion for us. And we invited people to, to be that as well in their own life. I mean, they are part of the development. We share what we do with all of them. We keep them updated and we talk about why we are making this choice, what's the impact and what's the, the idea behind it. So we are actually teaching all of them this different way of being especially with nature with themselves with this you know trying to be perfect trying to plan everything out and they all can experience that it works because they see the project growing and and developing and, and being instituted so it's a, a beautiful way to show the world and make sure the world finds out what we are doing because the idea is that probably in 50 years from now the way we build a lugar with a little luck, might be the new standard for construction. So you mentioned a few things, like you mentioned how you build the houses so the breeze, you know, can come through and things like that. Can you can you give a few other examples of why it's different? What what makes Elagar so different? The choice to not level the hills, to not cut the trees, makes it different because when you arrive, you sense this peace. Okay. Um, I always um, compare it to, you know, when you build uh, um, real estate, you know, you, you need to do construction, okay? We are, we are not in airy fairy land where everything is just, you know, slightly touching the land. But what we do, for example, we, we drill screw pylons in and then we build platforms and on that platforms we build the houses. This has the benefit uh, that we don't need, need to scrap off um, all the nurturing soil um, and put a concrete slab on top of it. So we are not disturbing the, the natural filtration of the rainwater, okay? There is air between the land and the house, 
so the breeze goes under the house which actually contributes to cooling it off when it's very hot so it reduces the use of air condition one benefit leads to the other um, I always compared, you know, when you have an operation and you need uh, to go to the doctor, they cut off, they cut off your, your, your skin and do the operation. It's not kind to your body. Uh, it hurts and it, the, the process of healing takes long. I always say with our screw pylons, we do acupuncture, <laughs> which is way kinder if you compare that. And, and you sense that. You sense it when you are at the property. There is a different atmosphere a different energy around that because people people know that um, and I was surprised that so many people you know the workers the cleaning ladies the admin staff they are so happy that we are doing this there are so many people out there when they go and see a construction site they go oh my god this is so unkind to the land of course you can cover everything up and make it look beautiful later but have you been at a construction site where they are building a tower or a big house this is not very nice to look at at El Lugar people are happy they they are proud to be part of a project where the main idea is protect and respect the planet rather than abuse it and destroy it you know one of the things that I I love about seeing from El Lugar is when we found animals in other parts of Costa Rica and then bring them to Ligar and let them out into the national park. So could you talk a little bit about that? It's such a beautiful project uh, idea. So Elugar consists of two big lots. They're divided by a river. And the first lot where the, the hotel is actually built on is uh, 125 acres. And the second lot, which goes deep into the rainforest, is a thousand acres. And one of the commitment we have is we do not allow construction on lot tool and it's building land there were ideas of other project development companies to go oh my god there's space for three or four other luxury resorts directly you know surrounded by the national park and gary douglas said no we turn this into a private national park so we have these thousand acres sitting there completely untouched and we have this you know it's a, it's a little um, a privately run institution. They, when, when a car hits an animal on the road or when they find an animal where, where, where people in the, in the village are afraid of, they come collect them and then they don't know where to put them. And then we said, well, we have a thousand acres across the river. Let's use that. Let's bring them there. And I think it was one sloth. It started with one sloth. Yeah, yeah. I think they come like three or four times a week now it's like all the animals found out that there's a beautiful place across the river where uh, mankind leaves them in peace so they all come they all collect it and we just that that's their playground that's their new home where they can live and be free and they love it i mean even the animals are happy when they come it's a it's a sloth playground i just <laughs> adore that part so what is it like for you when you go to Elagar? What is it like for your body? Well, I do work a lot internationally. And it's, it's, I found out lately that, you know, you arrive, you know, you have all these meetings set up and constantly on your phone and then you come and then you keep going. You arrive, you try to keep your schedule on top and then on day two, you notice that, wait a minute, you left your phone home, you suddenly don't care if someone calls, 
you you naturally relax into into living rather than being driven by appointments by your schedule by your calendar and people don't complain life keeps going earth keeps turning it still works out um, so the the level of relaxation and getting all the work done kind of goes into more okay no need for stress I think that Elugai invites me to that because I, I'm naturally not stressed when I'm there. It's probably the birds singing at 4.30 in the morning. That's another thing. Uh, they are so loud at 4.30 in the morning. Waking up at 4.30 in the morning for most people is a nightmare. But when beautiful birds wake you up and you open the window and you, you smell the rainforest, I'm never tired there. <laughs> I'm so excited and so happy and just, it's wow. So when people come there and they go into their little casita, I would say they'd be a little surprised about the furniture and things like that, that are very unique for this particular resort. So could you talk a little bit about that and how they've been chosen? Well, uh, one of the ideas of Elogar was it should look like as it has been there already for 100 years, and it should look like it will be there for the next 100 years. So the, the headline would be timeless. Eluga is timeless. And if you have a place that looks like as it has been there for 100 years, of course, it has to be furnished with antiques, which is very unique for Costa Rica because <laughs> Central America doesn't really do antiques. Um, Gary Douglas is an antique dealer too. So he started buying antiques two years ago, estate sales, and all that stuff and already sending is we've got seven containers in already and it's antiques from all over the world and it creates this beautiful timeless space you somehow go okay did i just travel back in time or am i <laughs> it's a very a very nice confusion that goes on in your head when you first go into one of those casitas undefinition so when can people come and experience all of this? When does the resort open for the well, public? Right now, um, we are halfway through. Um, construction will be finished in October, November 2022, and official opening is planned for March 2023. So if somebody listening to this would like to keep themselves up to date when you open, what is the best way to do that? How do they keep in touch with Elgar? So we have a website l-lugar.com all the information is up there is there uh, you can sign up for our newsletter one of the commitments and and the philosophy of the project is also to be a contribution to the local community so we are not allowed to hire international operating companies or big companies from other countries we go local so everybody working at elugar lives more or less in walking distance this is another beautiful, beautiful aspect of this of this project. You know, go local is not just a headline that that sells well. We really take that serious and take the time to train the locals, and we don't expect them to be perfect. And our guests will notice the difference. I mean, the big smile this one lady had on her face uh, when one of our investors, Simone Melasses, arrived and she said she's from Australia. And she said, oh, that's from the other end of the world. It was just, wow. 
these moments are priceless, beautiful. And I, I hope to have many, many more of those moments once we open. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that's a perfect place to end. Thank you so much, David, for coming on and talking about this. And I am looking forward to coming back to Ligar soon. Thank you so much for the invitation, Katerina. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify iTunes or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.